Welcome to day 166 of the story that changes everything. Our readings for today are Proverbs chapters 4 through 6. Here are some thoughts to guide your reading for today. I was recently teaching a class of ministry students about the manual of my denomination, and we were going through the policies in it related to managing accusations and charges that come about sometimes in church and in ministry. As we were walking through the somewhat complicated process of the way charges against a minister or layperson are adjudicated and how especially a minister may lose their credentials for ministry and then go through the process of restoration, a student asked, what kind of charges does a minister potentially face when these things happen? I told them that in my experience, 99% of the time when a minister faces discipline charges, it occurs in one of two areas, either sexual issues or financial misconduct. I took the opportunity to have a serious heart-to-heart conversation with them. I told the students, listen, I love that we're teaching you how to read, teach, and preach the Bible in transforming ways. I love that we're teaching you to think theologically and lead various ministries in the church. However, if someday you end up destroying your ministry and doing damage to a congregation, it will likely be for one of two reasons. You will have either failed to pay attention to disciplining your sexual desires and maintaining healthy relationships, or you will not work hard and fail to live frugally, and you'll end up in financial trouble, which will tempt you to either do dishonest things or get so far in debt that you can't stay in ministry. I hope they were paying attention. Uh, The fatherly figure extending wisdom in chapters 4 through 6 for today is trying to give that exact wisdom to the young people under his care. Chapter 4 is the fatherly sage's attempt to make sure his children and students are taking his instruction seriously. The focus of the chapter is for these young ones to find the right path in life and stay on it. In verses 1-9, through the teacher is sharing the instruction and wisdom that was handed down to him from his father and instructor. Then in verses 10-19, through he turns to his own wisdom. The primary admonition is to avoid the way of the wicked and stay on the well-lit and life-giving path of the righteous. The chapter ends with the father urging the young one to guard their mind and heart. Notice that the emphasis is on what desires go into one's life through the eyes, what words are spoken to others through the lips, and where these young people allow their feet to take them. Chapter 5 has to do with how wise it is to control our desires and not be controlled by them. Verses 1-6 through warn the young reader about the temptations that exist in the world. Those temptations are symbolized in the lure of the adulterous woman. Verses 7-14 through urge the young to stay far away from temptation and not enter into its house. Beautifully, verses 15-20 through seem to recognize that there's a proper place for sexual desire and that one should pay close attention to and foster that aspect of life in marriage. The chapter ends with the assurance that the Lord watches over the faithful and guards their way, but also warns that the habitual nature of sexual sin can easily become ropes that bind a person and bring destruction rather than life. Chapter 6 turns to the concerns of money and work. Verses 1-5 through instruct the young to avoid getting entrapped in various financial schemes and guaranteeing the loans of others. In our day, this wisdom would likely look like avoiding credit card debt, avoiding payday loans and get-rich-quick schemes. Those short-term gains end up putting people into long-term bondage. 
Verses 6 through 11 urge the young to develop good work habits. Observe the diligence of the ant and notice how it stays so focused on the task ahead. Verses 12 through 15 warn that there will always be scoundrels out there luring you in with crooked schemes and ways to gain wealth without work. But verses 16 through 19 list all the things that God despises, those things that seem to be the fruit of that kind of lazy life. The last half of the chapter, verses 20 through 35, return to the threat of adultery. My favorite verse in this section is the clever Hebrew idiom given in verse 27. Can a man scoop fire into his lap and his clothes not get burned? This section recognizes that sexual sin rarely only affects those involved. Our lives are deeply connected in community, and sexual sin usually ripples throughout the community and creates all kinds of strife, hurt, jealousy, anger, and brokenness. It's interesting to me how these wisdom sayings that are likely 2,500 to 3,000 years old can still sound so unbelievably relevant today. The context may be different, but the primary sins and temptations remain very much the same. And the effects both personally and communally of not learning to discipline our desires are just as devastating. And this is not just an Old Testament view. The New Testament calls people to be disciples, and the root of discipleship is discipline. The disciple is called to create good work habits, to steward their resources well, to guard their desires, and to foster healthy relationships. To do those things brings life, but to fail to do them brings brokenness. May God help us guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. We will keep discipling our minds with our readings for tomorrow. Tomorrow we're reading Proverbs chapter 7 through 9. I'll talk to you tomorrow.